And it's another episode of Speaking for Him with your host, Andrew Gamison. Thank you, Chad. Um, I'm glad to be here with another a hopefully challenging and encouraging podcast for you. Uh, today's topic is four keys to a successful Christian life. And you can, uh, you can actually go back to my, um, archive and listen to a sermon that I preached on this. But I thought these things were worthy of discussion. And I know this will be at least one podcast. Very possibly we'll do a series where we'll touch on each of these individually. Um, but we'll see if, if the material is there and if, if I come up with those. But basically, I just wanted to talk to you about um, these things. I was drawn to this because of the passage of Scripture, which Chad is now going to read for our quote of the day. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. 1 Peter 2.17 All right, so in 1 Peter, and really in both of Peter's epistles, he's really laying out a framework for how to live on this earth, a good Christian life. And um, as he gets into Second Peter, he'll talk about the fact that he's his earthly journey is ending soon and he is ready to move on. But before he does that, he wants to impart on us how to live a, a good Christian life. That's kind of a summation of all the epistles. But um, so in this particular case, with these four keys to a successful Christian life. The first thing I want to say is this is not a um, a self-help seminar. It's not something that is just, if you do this, you'll be wealthy beyond your wildest dreams and all your dreams will come true. It's not that kind of thing, but it is truth straight from the scriptures. And the interesting thing is, my, my father always told me that the best commentary on scripture is scripture itself. Mm. And... You can see that in this passage because there's verses throughout Second Peter chapter 2 that illuminate the verse we just read. And so we're going to go through and look at all four points of this verse and look at a verse, some verses in the same passage that go along with it. So I'm going to read the heading and then Chad will read the verse that corresponds. I will. So the first one is honor all men. Okay. Honor all men. Servants. Be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward? Froward or to the mean. Okay. Put it in the modern vernacular. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscious towards God, God endure grief. Oh, this is hard for me to read, King James. I'll try again. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear. Not only to God and gentle, but also to the froward. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. And that is First Peter 2, 18 and 20. And I think the idea here, obviously he's writing to a, a culture where there's a lot of slaves and indentured servants. So that's the original context mm-hmm. is that if you're serving someone, whether they're mean or whether they're gentle, um, treat them well and, and, and be, have a godly attitude about it. 
I think it's very significant what he says here about um, if you endure suffering um, for for your faults, then um, that's not um, that's not really that amazing. If we do something wrong and we endure suffering for it, we're not really being persecuted. Um, and so there's not really that much praise in it, not really that much blessing in it for us. But if we endure the same for things that we didn't do, like for instance, an Old Testament example might be Joseph, who was thrown in a dungeon, um, prison for, um, raping the Potiphar's wife when he didn't touch her at all. He actually said, I have to flee because, um, I'm not allowed to do the sin against my master or against God, more importantly. And he suffered for that, but God also ultimately blessed him. So I think he's talking about that. But I think in our modern context, uh, we all have situations where we deal with difficult people. Sometimes we deal with difficult bosses in the workplace or just difficulties with our siblings or our children, whatever the case may be. I think he's saying that whoever they are, even if they're the most difficult person you can think of in your life, that you should honor them because they are created by God and they have as much right to grace as you do. If we think about how bad we are ultimately and how much grace God has extended to us, that should help us get in the right frame of mind for extending that grace to others. All right, and the second point, love the brotherhood. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, Leaving us, a, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who, who did not sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. First Peter two, twenty one to twenty two. All right, and and here we have love the brotherhood, which is basically very complimentary of honor all men, but it but it also talks about how we should um, uh, be have the mind of Christ. Christ was all about um, uh, putting other people first and that may cause suffering and it's very easy for us to want to have a me first attitude, to want to get mad at the person in front of us in the grocery line or or mad at the person in front of us at the stoplight because they're not moving fast enough. But we can be an example as Christ was and always have an encouragement and really strive to be the one that does no sin and doesn't have guile in our lives. Now, we're not going to hit that perfectly, this side of glory, I don't think, but that doesn't mean right. that we don't strive. Um, we are to seek to be holy as he is holy, but it is a lifetime journey. So on these first two, two points of honoring all men and loving the brotherhood, do you have anything to add, Chad? I think it relates a lot to a an employee to an employer nowadays. Um, and it can be really difficult sometimes when you work with an employer who really belittles you. And it is important for you to do the best you can to shine the light of Christ under those circumstances because sometimes you don't realize the effect that you're having on someone and then you blow it when you have a temper tantrum or lash out. Yeah, and then it can be very easy to repair that example. 
um, because we're not perfect, but the world still expects perfection from us. So if I have, if I, I mean, I guess not quite so much for me working for a Christian employer, and I know at least one of your employers is a Christian employer. So I think they would kind of understand a little bit more that we're not perfect and that's how it works. But when you're dealing with non-Christians, whether employers or coworkers, it can be very easy to set your testimony back a ways just by the way you react to a situation, even though it was a weak moment, which people have. But we need to keep in mind the example of Christ. All right. And our third um, point is fear God. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who his own self bear our own sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. First Peter two twenty three to twenty four. I I think sometimes we skip over this verse because it's kind of familiar, but if you really think about the fact that the God of the universe, the perfect God, uh, Jesus, gave Himself for us in this way. Um, he could have easily said, I'm not going to put up with this. You can't arrest me. I mean, if you look back in John chapter 18 in the garden, it says, he says, whom do you seek? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am, because the he in there is italicized. So, so the idea is that he basically invoked the name of God from the Old Testament. He says, I am. And then they fall over. They didn't really have the power to arrest him or to crucify him. He had to give that power up. And um, so, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead of should live unto righteousness. I think this should motivate us to, to live unto righteousness and to know that God is a God of love, but he's also a God of judgment. Right. Um, and so I say to the non-believers in my audience, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you don't choose him... Uh, you'll have all eternity to regret that in hell. I mean, that's just Ouch. the reality. That's the reality in which we live, and we don't want you to be there. So having the fear of God uh, will help you to trust him, and once your whole, once his Holy Spirit is in you, then you'll be able to live a life where you fear God, and, and it puts you on a path where you say, um, I'm going to follow you wherever you lead me. Um, there's a psalm that says, Thou hast shown me the the path of life. And uh, really, that's what we all need. We need to be shown the path of life right. because we can't do it on our own. This world is a mess. All you have to do is open your web browser and look at the news and just some of the crazy stuff um, that's happening in, as far as current events go. And uh, we're actually going to touch on one of those particular topics soon. And uh, so I'll just give you a little bit of teaser there. But just just saying we need God's wisdom as we go through this life. All right, and wrapping up this topic of four keys to a successful Christian life, remember we talked about honoring all men? Remember, and then we talked about loving the brotherhood? So it kind of talks about honoring all men, which means the collective world, but then loving the brotherhood, 
I think a, a verse that comes to mind, and we'll probably elaborate out a little bit more on it in the future, is that God, that Jesus said, or the Bible says, I believe it's in Galatians, it talks about do good unto all men, but especially those who are of the household of faith. And then we talked about fearing God, and finally we talk about honor the king. And um, for you are a sheep, oh, uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and read this one because I jumped okay. um, jumped over Chad, so I apologize, <gasps> Chad. Um, but for you are as sheep going astray, but now I'll return unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Um, and that's First Peter 2.25. And as we submit to God as our authority, his command to us is, as in Roman Romans chapter 13, it says, submit yourselves to every authority basically, which I have established. Now, there's caveats to that. He doesn't say unconditionally to every authority. In so much as the authority tells us to disregard God's word, we are to respectfully um, disregard that authority. But there's a lot of things we can do to submit successfully to the authority, whether it is on a... um whether it's on a government level or whether it's on a family level or whether it's on a, an employment level. So as we wrap up this discussion, Chad, do you have any final thoughts? I do not, actually. All right. Well, Chad, the, the man who usually has much to say has been rendered speechless, so I guess that's a good, <laughs> that's a good uh, indication of, you know, the wisdom of this podcast. It was um, a very wise podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> I, 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 a word in season. I, I will say this, that um, the only wisdom that I have comes from God, and we do this podcast not because we have it all together, but because we know who can put it all together, Amen. and that's Jesus Christ. And we hope this has been encouragement to you. And like I said, we will probably revisit this topic and talk about some of these things more on an individual basis as we go forward. But as always... There will be um, probably several podcasts um, before we get back to our series just because of the nature of the recording schedules and all that interesting behind-the-scenes stuff. So um, thank you again, Chad, for being here. And I no hope problem. everybody um, has enjoyed this discussion and that you'll share it with your family and friends. If you um, find benefit in it, you can download it free from my website at any time. So thank you for listening, and please encourage your friends to listen every Friday. All right, that's all I have for this week, but just make keep in mind um, that um, if you keep serving the best of masters, you'll have a great weekend and a great life going forward. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.